0: It's time for Optimum's Red Hot Sale. Get 200 meg internet, TV with over 260 channels, and unlimited home phone, all for $69.99 a month for one year guaranteed. And for a limited time, HBO and Showtime are included for one year. Switch today. Click for details and special web-only offers.
2: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome
0: to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. This show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today.
4: Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends. It is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. Today, our very cool guest is the one, the only, my favorite concierge, soon to be your favorite concierge, Michael Fazio. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our special shows. Each show goes into our archives. You need only log in to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows. Always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You will want to share these powerful messages with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan, by going to our Joyce, Barry, and Friends fan page. That is a brand-new page, just going up, still a work in progress, and we expect to have our next knockout version within the next couple of weeks. Be sure to check Like on our fan page, because we really do like that, and that is the way you'll get the information about our shows. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on our Blog Talk Radio homepage by clicking Follow right below my picture. And you can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. I promise you that I do try to get to all the messages. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I do go back and forth into the chat room during the entire show to see if there is anything you want to ask me or our guest or comment on. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle life lessons from me your host Joyce Barry straight from the coach's corner and then you will hear from our phenomenal guest today Michael Spazio every day folks should be treated like a special day we wish you the finest of friends the opulence of opportunities the magic of miracles and the happiest of days may this day be your best day to start off the entire year and have it be your best year ever. Michael, before I introduce you to our folks, please tell me, and I should have asked this question before, is it Fazio or Fazio? The last thing I want to do is pronounce your name wrong.
1: <laughs> You're sweet, Joyce. But you know what? I, I'm a servant, so you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> but my family, is, my family is known to go by Fazio.
4: Oh, Fazio. Right after I said it, I said, oh my goodness, if I'm saying it wrong, I'll never forgive myself. That is a major insult to someone is to have their name wrong, and I don't want that to ever happen. And it was only when I spoke it that I said, wow, I never thought to ask. So who is Michael Fazio? He has become the face of the concierge profession. His entertaining perspective and advice, along with his trade secrets of how to get the best service, landed him a regular weekly spot alongside Whoopi Goldberg on a nationally syndicated radio show, Wake Up With Whoopi. Soon he attracted the attention of the television media. He has been a guest on numerous national television shows, including The View, The Today Show, Rachel Ray, Wendy Williams, The Gail King Show, The Joy Behar Show, and today, The Joyce Barry and Friend Show. What a great one to add to your resume, Michael. He I is agree. also. He has also been featured in print media, ranging from Entertainment Weekly to the New York Times. His phenomenal book, Concierge Confidential, reached number one on Amazon.com in the travel-tourism category and maintained a top 100 rank in biographies for more than a year. It is that book uh, that introduced me to Michael. Uh, Unfortunately, I'd never seen him on any of these shows because now that I'm such a fan, I wouldn't miss any show that Michael (laughs) appears on. As a media expert, Michael has appeared in national television and print campaigns representing American Express. So I wouldn't even have known uh, who that was at that time because it's only today that I'm learning all about him, folks. It's the same time that you are. He also delivered the keynote speech to American Express executives in Canada in May of 2012 at their quarterly town hall meeting. That, too, is very impressive indeed. Michael's professional journey is eclectic, to say the least. His first steps in cultivating his coveted list of personal contacts began in LA. He aspired to be a film producer, but he found himself working as the Harried Personal Assistant to a high powered talent manager and assisting her client list that included Charlie Sheen, Wellesley Slipes, and Rosie Perez at the pinnacle of their careers. And folks, all that good stuff is in the books. A book I highly recommend, especially if you want to have some really terrific last belly less for sure taking what he learned michael set his sights on new york city and the hope of discovering a new career path outside the entertainment industry Soon after arriving in New York City, Michael was hired as a concierge at the Intercontinental Hotel in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. It was there that Michael had the idea that he could build a business providing concierge services without being tied to a hotel venue. He's co-founder of Abigail Michael's Concierge, Manhattan's premier concierge business, serving a population of more than 20,000 of New York City's privileged elite. In residential buildings, commercial offices, and hotels, the company is entering its tenth year in business. Michael, 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 welcome to our show.
1: My goodness, thank you, Joyce. Thank you for finding me. And and <laughs> I I withheld all that information because I like a first date to be more
4: exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny and you say that I found you. I bet you didn't even know you were lost. <laughs>
1: i i think i'm lost every minute of every day but that's the fun of what i do you know it's like starting without a map every morning i
4: gotta you know, tell depending you depending on what from, they ask for just the two minutes you've been on the phone i swear my eyes are tearing i'm holding my sides and we didn't even start the interview yet i i just feel <laughs> so at one with you michael i really <laughs> do and i'm Likewise. wondering what, thank you i'm wondering why you're going become a stand-up comic
3: Oh
1: God! You know what? I've been I've been around entertainers and inter- the entertainment business enough. <laughs> I I love it. I have a great time with it. And you know, truth be told, I think a long, 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 very long time ago, I probably did want to be in front. Um, but the funny thing is, I found my greater talent was making the people in front feel cared for. And guess what? Newsflash! That's that's kind of like their oxygen. They need to be cared for. And you know, it took me a while to get used to that being my talent because it doesn't sound very glamorous to say, like, "Hey, I'm really good at taking care of people." But um, you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a talent. It's valuable, and it tends to be something that rich and powerful people need a lot of. So you can charge them for it.
4: <laughs> and charge them you do, and well... I bet the, the tips are pretty good as well
1: the the old days were were tips now we had to we had to grow up and and refer to some things as referral commissions and <laughs> run it like a business and it's all reported and you know it's 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 all a, a very legit and and traceable industry now we have almost 50 employees in my company
4: wow so
1: we you know like i said the old days the old days were fun because it was it was kind of the wild west and i think it's that way in any industry and, you know, it was my time of discovery, and it was before I even assigned a business value to it. It was just fun to stand behind a hotel desk and, and wait for crazy things to happen or nice things to happen or annoying things to happen. It doesn't matter. You know, when you're in front of the public, as you are in any service profession, anything can happen.
4: Well, Michael, when you use the word fun, it was fun behind a desk. I know beyond any doubt that you can make anything fun. If you were working as as a host in a funeral parlor, you would make it fun. It's just <laughs> who you are, Michael. <laughs>
1: See, let me tell you something. I have even thought about about <laughs> starting a funeral concierge business. I'm not even kidding because I think that that is one of those awkward moments that people just kind of don't deal with. And the reason I think that is because at a hotel, there are many awkward moments between a guest who's basically a guest in in somebody's home. You know, they're in a hotel, but I always looked at it as, you know, a home. And sometimes they would want to ask for something that, you know, probably was awkward for them. And the same thing goes on around other topics like death. And I think, wouldn't it be great if there was somebody who just kind of, I'm not saying to make light of it and make fun of it, but but just kind of, you know, dealt with the 800-pound gorilla in the room in a human way, and not to cheapen things, but, you know, when I had been asked for kind of salacious things in my career at at a hotel, it was just easier to not dance around the subject, but to just be honest and upfront with people, and then they can be honest and upfront in exchange, and guess what happens? Everybody gets what they need.
4: Absolutely, and your point is well taken, and I I did take it the right way about what you said, because years ago you would talk about, you know, honoring someone's death when you go to the funeral, when you go to the after event, and now they never say that anymore. They say, let's celebrate their life. Let's party after. They would want us to be happy for what they gave to us while they were living. So Mm -hmm. your point is very, very well taken, and I certainly understand where you're coming from. Since this is a worldwide show, uh, people there may be people somewhere out there in some country listening to us that really don't know what a concierge is. So let me just share for a moment so that there's a complete understanding. I have to take into account that it's not exactly a target audience on our show. We're a worldwide show, and people listen to us in our archives 24 hours a day Uh, Because this show, like every other show, the moment we go off the air live, it's in our archives so people can benefit by it whenever they can at their convenience. I hope they don't
1: haunt me with anything I say wrong.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Michael, you can't say anything wrong. It's who you are. Anything you say, I'm, I'm your number one cheerleader. In hotels, folks, a concierge assists guests with various tasks like making restaurant reservations, arranging for spa services, recommending nightlife hotspots, booking transportation, limos, airplanes, boats, etc., getting tickets to special events, and assisting with various travel arrangements and tours of local attractions. In upscale establishments, a concierge is often expected to achieve the impossible – Dealing with any request a guest may have, no matter how strange, relying on an extensive list of contacts with local merchants and service providers. This definition of concierge is an understatement for our extraordinary guest today, Michael Fazio. Reading his fabulous and funny book, Concierge Confidential, I was extremely impressed by Michael's many miracles. Miracles were just routine for Michael. To quote Mr. Fazio, I always knew there must be some way. Like my most demanding guess, I always would not and could not accept the notion that there wasn't at least something that could be done. <laughs> and my goodness, when I read that and read on, he he walks the talk, folks. He really does walk the talk. So, Michael, let's start with the request. So some <laughs> of these categories might overlap. What was your most difficult request?
1: My most difficult request actually went unrequited because the people backed out, and so it was difficult on many levels. But this is a number of years ago. There was a, a couple that used to stay at the hotel, and they were very important guests and probably stayed at least A hundred nights a year at the hotel in a presidential suite. They were very educated, very well traveled. You know, I I didn't know if they were royalty or not from their country. (laughs) They were they were just those people that, you know, commanded your attention. And they also happened to be lovely. And to them, the Academy Awards was a novelty and i don't know that they understood you know the sanctity of the academy awards to a los angelinos um b americans and i don't know that they understood how difficult it is for for a you know plebeian to even consider finding a way to attend the awards and so you know i like like you said there's i i can't just assume that no is really a solid no so you know, first step was just the usual of you know, kind of finding out. By the way, this is pre Google. <laughs> this is when I this is oh, when I had a rolodex. Oh, that made it a
4: bit more difficult.
1: <laughs> right. We wow. didn't even have email in those days. So yeah, you know, and or or cell phones really only only like the really upper echelon like these these people had cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone. Anyway, so I I did my my networking through my Rolodex and of course learned what I already knew, which is no, you know, you can't buy a ticket for the show. It's invitation only and it's only for the industry. It's like a trade event. It's like, you know, it's like me a non-surgeon wanting to go to a surgeon's <laughs> conference. <laughs> like why should I be there? <laughs> but, or be
4: in the operating room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't even, I won't want to be anywhere near it. But, you yeah, know, I, I happen to know from, from my history that, that Pierre David was the person at the time who produced the shows. And I had ways to his assistant and had ways of, of you know, getting on the inner circle and basically pleading my case that. This was kind of like a career maker. You know, I presented it in an honest way. Like, if I could get these people tickets to the awards, it would be the most phenomenal thing for my career. And you know, I would get accolades at work, and I could really use that. And can you please help me? And I did then what I do now. I always focus on how great and nice the people are, not on how rich and powerful and famous they are, because you know what? We're bored with that. It doesn't get you very far. So I managed to start a dialogue and came up with the idea of, hey, you know what, what if they write a check to a charity? So they agreed that that was a great way of handling this. So I was so excited that if they would write a check for $50,000 to a charity, they would not only get tickets, they would get to go to the governor's ball. It seemed like the perfect solution. And after all these people were spending, you know, I don't know, maybe $10,000 a night on their suite. So what's $50,000? And I I went to them, and they were very excited and said yes. So, you know, mission accomplished. And as the day approached, and, you know, I booked their airline tickets to Los Angeles. I set them up at the Intercontinental in Los Angeles. Everything was all ready to go. And then, you know, they just decided that they didn't want to do it after all. So it was a very difficult, difficult position for me to be in because now I had to go back with, you know, with egg on my face to a really wonderful relationship that I thought I had forged. And basically, they told me, you know, this is why we don't have outsiders. And it was it was crushing for me. And you know, it, in service, I couldn't relay that to the guest. I couldn't tell them, you know, like the horrible position they put me in. So I had to do what every good service person does, and just say, "I completely understand. I'll cancel it. Not a problem."
4: Oh my God, Michael! But why on earth would they want to cancel it? I can't even imagine why. Of course, like you said, they didn't know the ramifications of what it took. Um, But but why
1: would they want to? Yeah, that's, you know what, that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking at the time. But again, it was just, the the customer's always right. But it taught me a, a good lesson. First of all, when I say it was difficult, it was difficult to achieve, but it was more difficult to go back and undo everything I had done. And, oh, I understand you
4: know, the repercussions, but you had to have asked them what is the problem? Why would you change your mind even if if you want to make them right and I understand that, but I would certainly want to know where that was coming from, why would they change their minds
1: you know who's who is to say and on and that at that point in my career and and I'm glad that I lacked this courage, but I didn't have the courage to do that because it didn't seem right and you know, I still in a in a strange way, Joyce, in in a service relationship, I still feel that, well, you know what, I'm sorry that I spun the wheels of the production company, but nobody was hurt. And the customer is king and we have to remember that. I wow. know that sounds naive, but it's you know, it people don't want to feel guilty and they don't want to feel reprimanded or like they've put you in a bad position. So you know it's like if i did that maybe they would feel so awkward even if they were embarrassed they might decide to stay somewhere else after that just because they were embarrassed and that but doesn't I make have business sense
4: such a high <laughs> level of curiosity that you know I, I would have found a way to just find out why i, I would never
1: <laughs> now what even
4: if i made them right and i had to grit my teeth and hold my breath i would have just said i'm just curious I'm not sure you know this is the most difficult thing in the world to accomplish. I did it for you. Why the F are you canceling it now?
1: As much as as I'm madly in love with you already, I would have to fire you if you did that.
4: (laughs) See, we didn't even start yet, and I'm already fired. But even in a more gentle way, of course, I was just playing, but even in a more gentle way, I'm just curious, like, why would you change your mind? You wouldn't even ask.
1: You know, i I got to tell you something that happens because of that. And, look, I I am such an idealistic person that it's been easy for me to just kind of let that stuff roll. But the bad effect that that has had, and it happens all the time in the, you know, upper echelon world of service – that it then makes people like me, not me personally, but it can tend to make people in service cynical. And that's why we have really, Uh you know, sorry to be so crass, but that's why there's crappy service everywhere. Uh Because we kind of like, we're we're predisposed to thinking that the customer is a jerk. And, you know, instead of thinking like, wow, how exciting, these people have $50,000. And this is like, Fifteen years ago, that that's a lot of money, and they were willing to write a check for a charity, even though they didn't. They were willing to, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. wow, that's cool. Whereas today, I feel like we're so resentful of the haves that we mm-hmm. go, oh, what a jerk! Can you, can you imagine they want to spend fifty thousand dollars just to go to an an award show? And so, you know, bad for bad for the world that you know.
4: I guess this my my curiosity more than all the other stuff which i would have gone crazy at, you you handle it in a way that you're beyond human for sure and the one thought that occurred to me and of course we'll never ever know is maybe they really didn't want to write the fifty thousand dollar check i know billionaires that won't give a dime anywhere that they are the <laughs> tightest the worst tippers. Uh, just from what it is that I do in getting around as I get around, that mm-hmm. these are the people that are the most stingy. So maybe they said yes, and maybe that 50000 really wasn't something they wanted to do. I'm just throwing it out as a possibility. Lord knows I don't know, you don't know. But that just occurred to me because the couple of billionaires that I do know personally, they are like that. They're very, mm-hmm. very tight. Not that they're not charitable, but it's at their time and their choosing, not at yours.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the other thing is that oftentimes this is and this is a dynamic that exists. I don't focus on it because if I did, I would be bitter. But, you know, a lot of times people that have access to anything that they want um, become almost numb to the magic. Yeah, so that's true. to them, that it's I just understand. another day. It's like, do I want to go for breakfast or do I want right. to go to L.A. and go to an award show that people would kill, right. that, you know, so to them, it's just like, yeah, it was a cute idea, but never mind.
4: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because to me, it's a big, big, big deal. And to them, it's just the next thing. And they'll have 20 more things like that uh, coming up. And how up.
1: sad for them, though, right? Like, I, I certainly wouldn't want to go through life being so beige. It's so much more fun to have Sparkle and go, oh, my God, look at what we're doing. I mean, even if it's just having breakfast, it's much more exciting to, to, you know, to treat everything like it's a special moment that you might not have a chance to live again.
4: I know nobody will believe me when I say this, but if I had a choice of, of going to the Oscars or spending four hours with Michael Fazio, I would take Michael.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I would do it for 49000 <laughs>
4: <laughs> Best deal I had all day, Michael. What was your most challenging request? And as I said, these these titles might overlap, so see if you can. Well, that was the uh,
1: challenging fine. one. What it, What was the next? That was challenging. That was a tough uh, one. The first
4: and, question was, what was the most difficult? Oh, difficult. Oh, the most difficult. Oh, you're
1: good. Challenging. <laughs> how about this the most challenging thing is um tolerating certain clients that can be like like scratching a chalkboard you know always Mm. always having to smile and there's one person in my book whose name is just fictitious of course and he he was that person for me that you know everything was a challenge and it's a challenge because you know if if it was You know, set up as blue, he would say at the very last minute, I want it yellow. And and he he also fancied himself as, and this is the other part of my job, is that, you know, we're creating access for people. And sometimes access is a challenge because they're not famous or important, and sometimes they're not even very likable. So we have to put our face and our personality up front and say, hey, you know, I want this guy to come to this restaurant, and I know you're sold out, but he really wants to go. And I make it seem like he's a wonderful, great customer and a really fun guy, and he's really a jerk. So those those right. are the challenges. Um, and a, a real technical challenge is something that I I confronted not maybe not about a year ago. No, it was two years ago now, I'm sorry, when we had a huge blizzard in New York. In December, mm-hmm. and one of our buildings has a rooftop pool, and it's not a pu- it's not a like a public facility for everybody in the building. It's actually part of a penthouse that had not been sold. Um, so I knew that it was vacant, as did somebody in the building, and they asked us if we could get access to it legally, of course, and throw a um, swim party in the middle mm-hmm. of a blizzard. So you know was it a challenge you bet it was a challenge because a it was really hard at the last minute to get um certificate of occupancy all of the insurance forms we needed and then to convince a a catering company that the waiters and waitresses should be in bathing suits so Oh, God. <laughs> Everything, you know, it was a challenge, but those kinds of challenges are fun. It's just that, you know, that was one that I think kind of like our entire company had to stop for the day to make it all happen.
4: Wow. That is unbelievable. What was most problematic?
1: Um, the most problematic... <laughs> I said they may overlap, but it <laughs> no, might also brings
4: to mind other things.
1: It it brings back lots of memories. The the most problematic requests that we've ever gotten involved in have been around dry cleaning. <laughs> oh, I read that
4: story. It's, you can
1: it's, share it. it's hardly um a glamorous thing, but you know, one of the things that people like a concierge to do is kind of be their gopher. And mm-hmm. um, you know, once you enter somebody's apartment unattended Mm-hmm. You're opening Pandora's box, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the story in my book about the horrible person who, who mm-hmm. lied and said that her dry cleaning was lost, and basically my crazy employee, who I had to fire, <laughs> went into her apartment, found mm-hmm. what she said wasn't there, took it out, and proved to her that she was lying, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of funny, but not a good customer service exercise. But, you know, once you go into an apartment… It's it, still
4: breaking it, and entering.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had permission, but not for that, for that. Mm. But yeah, so the the dry cleaning world is always the most problematic. The most minute things are problematic. Um and then I have problems with my own guilt too. That you know, I spoke of a of a gentleman who I arranged to have his, you know, his his crazy week in Bangkok that resulted in a uh, little bit of a a health issue, shall we say, Mm -hmm. I arranged to have that disappear for him. And to this day, I still think like, oh, my God, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that just Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't know what happened from that point forward. Yeah, and
4: and who he passed it on to.
1: Right. So those things are problematic.
4: Like his wife. (laughs) Yeah. You can give me a test on the book. I'll get an A. I, I just
1: <laughs>
4: read every word. What was the most fun to fulfill? What request? Most fun to fulfill. Fun for you.
1: The most fun was a couple that wanted to go to the top of – this is not in the book. This is more recent. They wanted to go to the top of one Times square, and that's where the ball drops. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with New Year's Eve. They just wanted, They were like, you know, is there any chance that you can get us up there? We want to see it, like, up close. We just want to be able to take pictures with it and, you know, like have a picnic on the roof. And it took so much networking, and I managed to connect with somebody at Philips who sponsors the lights, and they connected me <laughs> with the person who owns the building and, you know, 20,000 phone calls and handshakes and lunches and Finally, I got the yeah you can do it, and it was so much fun that actually a, t- a television show here called LXTV, which is a, a local New York show about like you know really crazy fun luxury things, heard about it and we recreated it for the show. So I got to go to the top of Times Square twice by myself, and it was
4: very fun. It was good that it wasn't with one of your belligerent clients. You might have been tempted to drop in from the (laughs) pool dropped. I'll tell you the funniest part was
1: being up there alone and seeing the people in the office buildings looking at this whole thing, wondering what what are they doing? It was literally me, a a couple, a, a sleeping bag, and some hamburgers. Uh, and me taking tons of pictures of them in front of in front of the ball, you know, and, and course, I feel like
4: nobody would believe they were there
1: and everybody that was watching from the office buildings around probably thought, oh, they must open that to the public now. So I feel bad. <laughs> I feel wow. bad for the for the you know management of the building. They probably got inundated with phone calls asking if they could go to the top of the building.
4: That is unbelievable, another incredible out-of-the-box story. What is your most outrageous thing you'd like to share? And they're oh. all outrageous. That's why I said I know they're going to overlap because <laughs> everything you're saying fits in every single category. Okay.
1: Uh, you know, what? See, here's the funny thing about my world is outrageous. I don't know. I don't know what outrageous means anymore. One of our clients just came off of a week that we arranged for them in St. Bart's, and, it and you know, they were staying in a villa and then decided that they wanted to extend for another week and wanted to do it on a boat. And, you know, for us boat could mean anything and at the end of at the end of the search the boat if a term i use lightly that they picked was i think it was one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for for six days so outrageous it was outrageous i thought boy that must be fun they happen to be a really fun client too so makes it all worthwhile
4: yeah absolutely when you're dealing with people that you love to deal with and that are fun and of course what was most personally rewarding for you
1: two things the The most personally rewarding was somebody who was very candid about the fact that it was their last hurrah and mm. basically said you know i I was diagnosed certain months ago, I uh-huh. have you know a very limited time, and I want to bring my family to new york and just do it just you know and it was nothing this is the thing it was nothing outrageous it was all the vanilla stuff that tourists want to do but and i didn't tell anybody that in the planning process
3: mm-hmm. why i
1: wanted this guy special treatment but you know i got him all the little the little extra perks the desserts comped mm-hmm. at the restaurants and the bottles of champagne sent up to the rooms and all the things that just made them feel like they were movie stars mm-hmm. and it was really touching to me because you know i was part of creating what i what i think is probably a, a memory that this whole family carries with them forever and it was it was very intimate you know i wasn't invited i didn't go with them anywhere but i knew just by building their itinerary that it you know it was definitely a fun way to kind of say goodbye to new york
4: and i so get that because one of my favorite charities is make a wish foundation and all that it takes to, to comply with someone that's terminal. And, and for that moment, that day, those few hours to make them feel really important.
1: Right. And important, you know, I, important gets gets kind of convoluted sometimes because people think of important as being better than. And I think important is being recognized. And that's what people crave. That's what star treatment is. It's being recognized. Stars are recognized. So why shouldn't... Average Joe feel the same recognition if he walks into a restaurant or a nightclub or or anywhere.
4: But typically the average Joe doesn't get superstar treatment. I mean, of course, in some good restaurants, average Joe can get some degree of it, but you can't compare to the perks that the celebrity gets when there's no tables to be had and when I want to speak to the chef myself and those kind of things. <laughs>
1: Well, if average Joe has a concierge, then it opens the realm of possibility.
4: But it's not a concierge. It's the right concierge. It's the best concierge, the one, the only, Michael Fazio. And speaking of importance, I do believe, and many others likewise around the world believe, that this show is a very important way to start your day. Listen to what Beverly Nadler one of our most valuable guests has to say about that.
2: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, They're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce Barry and Friends the number one Internet radio show.
4: That's from our most valuable guest. She has the show every Thursday. Here's to your Health Thursday segment. A regular on the show with so much information about your mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual health, Beverly Nadler. Michael, back to you. What was your most out of the box thing you've ever done?
1: Ah, oh, that's definitely in the book. That's the chocolate bathtub. <laughs>
2: oh oh, oh, yes i know that period chocolate
1: bathtub period (laughs) it sounds a lot more glamorous in in the book than it was in reality it was actually amazingly stressful and amazingly stupid uh, because the gentleman would have been just as happy with you know if he came back after dinner with his significant other and found a bubble bath with rose petals but you know at the time i lacked experience and was was so motivated by wowing people that i said you know what would be really crazy because i knew that she loved chocolate i said you know i could fill the bathtub with chocolate well he <laughs> loved that idea <laughs> what i didn't realize is how many gallons it takes to make an impact in a bathtub so you know my big idea kind of the payoff wasn't quite so pretty as i pictured but it, it it all turned out great because you know he, he I got an E for effort or an A for effort and I think again I created a lasting memory um ps probably a lasting memory for the housekeeping department too but <laughs>
4: That's I what I was going to say, out of the box, but out of the bathtub, I wouldn't want to be the one to clean that up at any price. It wouldn't have been a check that someone could write to me that I would have been willing. And I love chocolate. I'm a chocolateaholic. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I, I don't smoke, but I love chocolate. And just the thought of the cleanup, I mean, that was the first thing that occurred to me as I was reading it. I wouldn't want to be in housekeeping.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny, I don't even think, as I was doing it, I started thinking, and I don't even think I'd want to get in this.
4: Right, <laughs> was, that's true. It's thick yeah, and goopy
1: and like, you know, it just didn't seem, it didn't that's seem true. that inviting. The thought was so, you know, the the fun thing about being able to experiment like that with creativity is that a lot of times our imagination creates this, this picture of what it's all going to be the like. This illusion,
4: this illusion. Right.
1: And it's so much fun. And, you know, unfortunately, they don't always wind up like you think they're going to. But I have to say, the the rooftop party did.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Like I said, when I was reading that, and as I said, I'm a chocoholic. I wouldn't want to get in that, and I certainly wouldn't want any part of cleaning it up. But that was out of the box and out of the bathtub, (laughs) <laughs> that was another wow story for sure. Folks, you got to get this book, Concierge Confidential. It's on Amazon. Uh, but it is just so, so funny. Every line, I could hardly put it down, and I was so taken with it that just after reading the first two chapters, I already put in a call to Michael to say, I have to have you on the show, and that was all I had read. It was just two chapters, and I said, this is my kind of book. This is my kind of person. This is my kind of concierge. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I know that you have a huge celebrity clientele that would Whereby by you that would attest to the fact that you always get the job done so that would i know suck the
1: life out of me
2: <laughs> yeah but it, but
4: they would definitely endorse you so um not that i'm competing with you or comparing myself to you uh but i as a success coach on my website com, and we'll give yours as well of course I have hundreds of testimonials from people in all walks of life that will vouch for my services, my coaching services, but here are just a few that I want to share with you today.
0: Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Having Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not
3: have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce Joyceinator because no matter how much I may drive
0: her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson, if you could handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson, I can hire Joyce as a coach. I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? Ho 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 Charlie Sheen winning? That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner winner chicken dinner, Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? Are you kidding me?
3: Hi, Ted Siuba and
0: I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach,
4: just do it
0: and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself.
4: What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me.
0: Email CoachJoyce at AOL.com. That's CoachJoyce at AOL.com.
4: Now, you must admit, Michael, I must be a pretty good coach if I can bring them back from the dead to endorse my work. Even you can't do that, Michael Fazio. No,
1: no, and some people I don't want to. Uh,
4: That, of course, was in good fun by our most talented guest of all time, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Uh, He has given us so many amazing contributions to this show, but to this Day. Every time I hear that I'm still laughing along with that So those are my celebrity endorsements Getting back to you, Michael Which client did you most enjoy working with?
1: Forever and always it will be Whoopi Goldberg Because she is There's so much more than meets the eye And she has exquisite, exquisite taste Um, She loves the fine, fancy things in life Um, In a very humble and sweet way, and you wouldn't know it with her fun and funky demeanor that she also loves the the rarefied things. She loves her English tea service, and she loves beautiful, collectible Meisner pottery and all of these very fine, museum-y kind of things, and she's the most gracious and the most fun.
4: I'll tell you, Michael, that's the most shocking thing I've heard you say so far. Because looking at her style of dress and putting the words taste and fine and all of that, I just would not have ever guessed that.
1: And that's what I love. That is to me like those are the little the little surprises that I've discovered by, you know, working for her for so many years is that, you know, it she's so she's got so many different colors, if you will. And and but the most important thing that I love about her is that she genuinely enjoys the process that we go through in service. And she's a favorite at hotels everywhere, not because she's famous, but because she's so she's so engaging. Um, she came to a, a big global concierge gala a couple of years ago. The Le Clay d'Or is a international society. P.S. They hate me, but they're, they're a lovely group of concierges from all over the world. And they have those gold keys on their lapel. And, um, they have a very organized, um, network of concierges. And so they had a big gala here at the Waldorf. And, um, I brought Whoopi with me. Well, there were concierges from all over the world coming and saying hello to her. She knew so many of the people by their name and she's used the concierge's everywhere she goes, and she loves what we do. And I just, I, for a celebrity of her stature, it's just been so refreshing.
4: Is she still a client?
1: She's more of a more of a, a friend now, but I would never say no. If she called, and I actually just did a bunch of stuff for her for, for her holiday party, including having Santa arrive on a horse-drawn carriage to meet a bunch of kids that were at her house for Christmas.
4: Wow. Uh, Michael, I, I'm not kidding when I say this. Uh, we, we're going to be live for about another 15 minutes. I have enough questions to go live for another 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> i kid you not because i find you so engaging so fun so uh, just everything i am just really enjoying this interview so much uh so uh just which client was the biggest pain in the butt i don't want to leave that one out
1: oh my goodness joyce um i am not going to name a name but i'm going to tell you That I actually dealt with that person this morning, and I hope that they're not listening to your show, (laughs) because they are the notorious big asker. You know what they are? They're like the Academy Awards people, except every single day, And and they start almost every encounter with, let's see how good you are. And it's really a pain yeah, in my, you know what, because you know what, I'm good. What Whatever you ask for, I'll get, but please don't back out. Please don't change. Please. Don't. But again, in my business, I can't say that to them. So I just go, no problem. I'll cancel it.
4: Uh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> but by the way, if I can share something a, a little naughty from the same exact person, the same exact person, and I, I saved this email because I found it so funny is a, a lady and her email started this is several months ago, how difficult would it be to get me great seats for once? That's a really great show here in, in New York. And then the next sentence without even a beat, can you recommend a very high end upscale escort service?
4: Mm, I even <laughs> had that on my list too as one of the questions. About I about do so you it. get provide escorts as well? That's funny. Go
1: ahead. Do I provide them? I don't provide them, but, you know, and, and certainly Let not them. not so much anymore. Um, because, you know, if you can't find that on the Internet, then really now. Um, but, you know, listen, there's nothing that's ever shocked me. People have asked me for everything. And I always feel that if you ask me and I give you a recommendation, it has to be the best. So, yes.
4: Well, while we're on the topic of people asking you for things, Michael, I am going to ask you before my live audience that i got to get you back for part two. I have a whole page of questions I didn't even get to yet because you're so engaging. So I'm going on record that we have to have a part two, three, four, five, six, whatever you you're willing to give me, I'll take it. You are a welcome guest anytime, Michael Fazio.
1: You are so nice, and I am so inspired by what you've done, Joyce. You're you're really sensational, and you can be my coach
4: anytime. <laughs> And you can be my concierge anytime. We'll, so we'll I, I'm going to have to skip a whole page of questions because I really, you know, have enough for a page, too. But I wanted to have some of these song titles that best describe you and your work and, and get into a few of those. Doing what comes naturally. When did you discover that you can accomplish what other people can't? For you, it's just doing what comes naturally. I discovered it when I
1: finally accepted it. And that's a really hard thing when you have to accept that maybe the only thing I'm really good at is saying, can I help you?
4: Uh, The second one, all shook up. When did you get all shook up because of an unreasonable (laughs) deadline or an unreasonable uh, guest? And how did you handle that?
1: (laughs) Um, sadly, I got all shook up on September 11th, and it wasn't about a request. It was just really scary because I thought that our city was not going to be home to all of these tourists. And without them, the restaurants would go broke and the theaters would go broke and the concierges would go broke. And I, you know, jumped into action and, and got involved in a big campaign I, that I started to get people back into New York.
4: Oh that campaign folks you have to see what Michael did. You have to get this book I kid you not, Concierge Confidential. Before we go on Michael let people know uh your agency and your website. You know, I really want them sure. to know how they can reach you.
1: Absolutely. My company is called Abigail Michaels Concierge and our website is abigailmichaels.com or I'm sorry, abigailmichaelsconcierge.com. And I also have my personal website, which is michaelfazioconcierge.com. And you can also see me on February 8th on The View. I'll be talking about some kind of out-of-the-box Valentine's gift ideas. And um, you can oh, just Oh, wow. Google I me. won't miss
4: that either. You
1: can find the good stuff and the bad stuff.
4: <laughs> February 8th, The View. Okay, so, folks, for those of you that are spelling challenged, that would be Abigail Michaels Concierge, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Michaels with an S at the end, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Concierge. I'm sorry, and it's
1: just – no, you know what? It's just dot .com after the Michaels. I'm sorry. Oh, it is dot com? I said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> AbigailMichaels.com.
4: <laughs> okay, com and how about michaelfazio.com, is that correct?
1: michaelfazioconcierge.com Michael... Oh,
4: michaelfazioconcierge.com, got it. You okay, got it. so you want to reach Michael if you want the best of the best for sure. And today is such a celebration having Michael on the show that I want to put you folks in an upbeat mood and give you something to get out of your chairs and celebrate as well. Back to some of my favorite songs here that remind me of Michael, Some Enchanted Evening. Michael, you get dinner reservations in the finest restaurants when they are completely booked. You get theater tickets when they are sold out. You have provided countless enchanted evenings for people. Besides any big tips, how good is this for your ego?
1: Oh, it's amazing for my ego because it's just fun. I mean, the best part is when the people are enchanted by the enchanted evening, though. You know, again, it's, it's the most fun when somebody gets the wow and calls and says, wow, thank you.
4: Absolutely. And I was saying, wow, just reading the book. I was in the experience with all of them, except I must admit I didn't want to get into the chocolate chip. (laughs) The impossible dream. You have taken so many impossible requests, Michael, and not only made them possible, you made them happen. Given this talent, what other profession could benefit with your getting things done no matter what approach?
1: Oh, my goodness! I think it's not necessarily a profession but just a a way of living that we should all just try to peel the onion back, you know, never take anything at face value, and you know if somebody first says "No, we don't do that without confronting them in your own in your own inside voice, think, mm, let me see how you can do that so you know that that's more of a human thing than just a profession thing,
4: Mhm. Besides Whoopi, are there any other celebrities that surprised you by being very nice?
1: You know what, they're for the most part every celebrity that I've worked with has been very nice. It doesn't mean that they might not be high maintenance, but you know, nice is and maybe it's just because, you know, we take good care of them. <laughs> that that yes. they're nice. Maybe I wouldn't want to see how nice or not they are if things got messed up.
4: Were there any celebrities that you considered over the top demanding? And I know 90% of your requests are probably over the top, but any in particular that were over the top demanding?
1: Um, you know what? I know that people want to hear the, that the answer is yes, but I don't, you know, and w- when somebody wants, you know, very very detailed things in their dressing room or their hotel suite, it's because they're you know they're under a lot of pressure it's hard to get up in front of an uh, an arena of 10,000 people and perform so if you know orange m&ms makes you feel good then like what's the big deal we'll get you a big bowl of orange m&ms <laughs>
4: Even if you have you to know, open a thousand packages, to sell right. it And pull out it's the like, orange ones. And, I and can you know, see you know doing I always that. say
1: everybody, everybody makes money on it. So, you know, like who cares? The, the only impossible people are people that you know throw themselves around, um, thinking that you should be doing it as a favor. And I've never encountered that with any celebrity that I've that I've worked with. That you know, My do it for go, me see. because I'm famous.
4: If being a concierge was not an option, what other career appeals to you?
1: Oh, my goodness, if it was not an option. I would probably, I have to be with people, so I would maybe say um, some kind of sales. I just like to talk to people. I work in a department store. I don't care. I I like interacting with people.
4: Well, when you say sales, Michael, I know you could sell uh, ice to the Eskimos. <laughs> <You can laughs> that
1: sounds <do> that. sleazy. <laughs> you,
4: you can do anything. You're a if master I'm passionate
1: ne- about it.
4: <laughs> you're a master negotiator. I can picture you giving uh, classes, adult ed- education classes on the art of negotiation, how to ask for what you want, all that sort of thing. You're You're not just brilliant at what you do. You're so entertaining.
1: Well, that's so sweet, Joyce. But I, I, you're already in that market, so I can't compete.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: the only thing I, I don't want—I
1: don't wanna, want to come up against you.
4: That's what I was just going to say, Michael. The only thing I would request you do not do is get a radio show on this time slot <laughs> <laughs> <Opposed> <laughs> me. That would be my only request.
1: I don't <laughs> think you have anything to worry about, even if I did.
4: Looking back on your uh, career, is there anything you regret?
1: No. I don't. Isn't that weird? I no. don't. I, I am I am grateful for the the thing that I've managed to do best, which is reinvent you know when things in hollywood didn't seem like they were moving in the direction i wanted them to and i wasn't going to be a film mogul i didn't become bitter i reinvented when i wound up at a hotel desk with a name tag on and a polyester uniform i didn't get bitter i reinvented so i you know it's like i i i don't regret my my professional journey is nothing like i thought it would be when i was a little kid but it's perfect <laughs>
4: And that's such a great life lesson that we always talk about, things that you might seemingly regret if you can use everything to propel you forward, if you can learn from that, if you can take uh, the lemonade out of the lemon and, you know, know that everything happens for a reason. So that's some of the uh, messages of the show consistently about everything has value in your life. Michael, what would you like to say to wrap up? And then I'll wrap up with the song that best describes you
1: Uh uh-oh, I'm nervous. I want to say in closing to please be nice to people in service. (laughs) Treat people with respect. They're doing their best for you. Ask nice. You might get more than you think.
4: I so agree with you, Michael. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And for me, the song that best describes you beyond question is truly one of my favorite songs, so I will close with that. Michael Fazio, you are simply the best.
0: geico expect great savings and a whole lot more it's time for optimum's red hot sale get 200 meg internet tv with over 260 channels and unlimited home phone all for 69.99 a month for one year guaranteed and for a limited time hbo and showtime are included for one year switch today click for details and special web only offers